Hey everyone, this is Chad and welcome back to Mission Daily. We are excited to announce and present to you our new podcast, The Journey. So on Tuesday through Friday of this week, get ready for episodes of The Journey. What is The Journey, you ask? The Journey is our new podcast where we tell how successful entrepreneurs built their businesses. We do that through a mix of interview and narration, and there are lessons learned that are applicable to your life today. So whether you have a business or you want to join a small business or a technology business, or you want to become a writer, or maybe you want to become a technology executive, the list goes on. These are the principles of how these entrepreneurs did it. And they're not presented directly to you. They're presented through story and narration. So you can apply those principles and maybe you'll recognize some similarities in your own life. And we are really excited about this podcast. The early feedback has been incredible. So sit back, relax, and welcome to the journey. I'm Chad Grills, founder and CEO of mission.org, your number one source for accelerated learning. Building a successful, profitable, and growing business is not easy. Trust me, I know. And one of the key things that has helped me through the ups and downs is learning from the best entrepreneurs in the world. So now it's time for me to pay it forward to you and share the lessons and insight from these amazing entrepreneurs that have helped me find success in business. Welcome to the journey. Hey everyone, this is Stephanie from The Mission. The Journey is sponsored by our friends at Salesforce Essentials. We use Salesforce Essentials every day and it's part of our own business journey. Essentials combines sales and service tools in a single app to help small businesses win customers and keep them happy. See how Salesforce Essentials can help you be your best business at salesforce.com essentials. Meet Austin. He's a college dropout who decided to found his own school. You might be thinking something like, well, what credentials did he have to do this? Did he have the right skills to start this kind of company? Or maybe you're just thinking a college dropout starting a school. There's no way it could be a good school. Maybe our definition of what school is, is too narrow. And maybe what we call education is ripe for disruption. In today's episode of The Journey, you'll learn why you can't let a lack of credentials stop you from building and growing your business. You'll also learn about how to figure out what the real problem is that your customers are facing. And on top of it all, you'll learn simple strategies you can use to keep going when the going gets tough. And when the going does get tough, it's easy for us all to think, well, there's somebody out there that's going to do it, right? I always thought that surely there would be somebody who would fix this problem who is more qualified or who is a teacher or, you know, who has a background in academia, something like that. And eventually just got pretty frustrated and realized that nobody else was going to solve the problem. So I might as well take a shot at it. At this point, you might think that taking the first step is obvious, but prior to this idea, Austin didn't have an easy go of it. He started a business when he was 13 years old that mistakenly led to law enforcement getting a warrant to search his house. He's had a business financing deal blow up in his face, and he's been in major personal debt because of his business ventures. He's been through a lot, but he kept going. When you're building a business or have a new business idea, it's easy to think you know what problem you're facing, but the initial problem is only the beginning. 
And launching a business doesn't mean that the problem is going to magically get solved. In fact, thinking that can actually kill your business. This is the trouble Austin faced when he was starting his journey. And it all started when he was traveling. Before we moved to San Francisco, we were living in rural Utah. So going back and forth between San Francisco and rural Utah just was kind of bothered by the discrepancy in opportunity. In San Francisco, we'd be throwing out you know, $10,000 referral bonuses for a software engineer. And then I'd go back to my friends back home and say, you know, go study something, become a software engineer, and there's big money on the other side. And they'd say, that's you know, too expensive, too much risk. I can't afford it. There are very few people who can afford the risk to go to a, a code school or to learn to be a computer scientist or to be a software engineer. Trying to get to the root of the customer's actual problem is tough. Along the way, you'll have to listen very carefully and pivot when necessary. Sometimes that means taking a look at user data or behaviors, and other times it means asking them point blank what they need and what their problems are, and then comes the hard part, asking if they'll pay for it. To kind of drum up interest for the main class, um, we would teach free classes online that were you know a month long. And we would have 7,000 people in those classes. So I just started basically emailing everybody saying, hey, why, you know, why won't you join us? Why won't you pay us $10,000? And everybody basically said, you know, I don't have $10,000 to spend. Or, you know, if I could, I'm not really going to risk it with this new school that I'm not familiar with because if it doesn't work out, then I'm in a whole lot of trouble. So we you know, realize that it was the risk for students. They, they're happy to pay for it after they get a job, but they don't have the money right now and they can't afford the risk. So we sent out an email that said, you know, all right, we have one spot left in one of our cohorts. If you'll pay us $1,000 up front instead of the normal $10,000, then you don't have to pay us the rest until you get a job. And where normally we would kind of get five applications in response to an email, we got 150. So that, that's when we realized, okay, you know, we're on to something. They had found the secret sauce. They decided to name their business Lambda School. By listening to how their students were feeling and thinking outside the box, a solution had emerged. Now, they had to execute on their insights. Austin played around with more ideas that allowed students to pay with a percentage of their income after they got a job. And then, when he sent the next email, he got 2,000 replies. So it was pretty clear pretty early on that that was the key. Um, but it turns out that, you know, offering that is the easy part. Making it actually work is, is the, the more difficult part. It's easy to give away a free education. It's more hard to, to make it work. Many people online claim to give away a free education, but the part about delivering on the promise and helping your students get a job, that's the tough part. So Austin began searching for a solution. A company wants to kind of custom order students. They want to say, I need somebody that can do, you know, this and this and this and has these traits and will work like this and this. And then it's our job as a school to help people become those folks that that company would like to hire. And interestingly, solving that equation for the employer also solves it for the student because what a student really wants is a career. They want a job and they want to feel confident that when they come to Lambda School, we can get them a job on the other side. You know, we had a lot of students get hired really quickly, but it was still like, yeah, 
we can train software engineers, but we can't train them for, you know, Google, Uber, Amazon, that kind of thing. And now we've had students hired at, at all of the above. We have students at Google, we have students at Amazon, we have students at Uber. So it was, it was when, you know, and re- really when companies that were hesitant to talk to code bootcamp grads would hire somebody and then come back and say, oh my gosh, can we hire 12 more? Can we hire 50 more? I think the biggest number, biggest request we've had is can we hire a thousand more? That's when you know that it's really working, when the employers are loving the product and they want to double down. And at the end of the day, that's where the dollars come from, even though it's via the students. If the, if the employers are happy, then the students are happy and we're happy. At Lambda School now, this model is really working. In 2018, a thousand students graduated from the school and 83% of them were hired within six months. Austin anticipates 3,000 students will go through the program in 2019, and Lambda School has plans to expand internationally. For a college dropout who never dreamed of running an education startup, problem solving has turned out to be incredibly valuable. It's really fun. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's it's pretty wild to see people you know, go from making 25000 a year to making $80,000 a year. That's a significant change and especially when you know you're going from there to you know you know that that's the entry level salary and it's just going to keep going up and up um so that's that's incredibly rewarding so how did austin develop the gumption to start a business in an industry where he had no formal education so i still think about this all the time when i was 15 or 16 um, for some school project, I'd emailed some NASA astronaut and asked to um, interview him. And I'm sure he you know, was bothered all the time. But he, I think because I took the initiative and I was a little punk kid, he, he took the time out. Um, and I asked him a similar question, like what, you know, okay, I'm 14 or however old I was, what would be the one piece of advice that you would give me? And what he said was find the thing that you're most interested in and get to the center of wherever that's happening. Um, and I think about that a lot. You know, for me, what's really exciting is tech and finance and how they come together to kind of change things and getting to the center of where that happened was, you know, joining a company that was doing all that stuff in Silicon Valley. I think that advice was really interesting. As a business owner, it's tempting to think that We have to be in a specific location to succeed. The reality is you don't. But in each of your respective industries, there are certain locations where everything happens. The challenge is we have to get to these epicenters, even if it's just a visit. You don't have to live there forever, but it can be invaluable in the early stages of making a business work. And along the way, keep your goals clear in your mind. For Austin and his team, they have some very clear and audacious goals. So the two goals that I keep in the back of my mind is we want to create a thousand millionaires that wouldn't have otherwise been millionaires. So that looks like moving people's income significantly when they're younger and then helping them have the personal finance wherewithal to know how to invest and save. And then the other is, you know, maybe it's not tomorrow, maybe it's 10 years from now, maybe it's 20 years from now, I don't know, but uh, we want to have a million students all get jobs. Creating a thousand millionaires is an inspiring goal, and it's going to take some serious effort to achieve. In business, 
sometimes we get stuck waiting for permission. It's tempting to think that we'll get started or form goals after we have that next credential. Like Austin, maybe you see a lot of problems that need fixing in your own business or industry. You can hold off on getting started until you have the right industry credentials, or you can get started fixing it right now. Seth Godin has famously said, The easiest thing is to react. The second easiest thing is to respond. But the hardest thing is to initiate. Don't be afraid to get started today. Be the one who initiates. The lessons we can learn from Austin's story is that every problem has a solution. And you have the ability to find it. Regardless of your education or lack of it, your experience or your past failures, don't wait around for others to solve things. Because at the end of the day, you might be the only one who cares enough to solve it. Thank you again to our friends at Salesforce Essentials for sponsoring the journey. Our team at The Mission uses Salesforce Essentials every day. Salesforce makes the leading CRM, and they created Salesforce Essentials especially for small businesses. It combines sales and service tools in a single app to help you win customers and build your business. It's affordable, it's made for small businesses just like yours, and it includes in-app tutorials so you never get lost. Try it for free today. Visit salesforce.com essentials to start your free trial or click the link in our show notes. We love Salesforce Essentials and you will too. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.